the Down City Cast Chicago. Summer is over, my friends, and fall is officially here, but before you head to the pumpkin patch or apple picking or, honestly, whatever autumn activity you're looking forward to most, let's look back on this week together. WBEZ's Araceli Gomez Aldana and WTTW's Joanna Hernandez join me to discuss the stories we just couldn't turn away from, ones that deserved a little more attention in our opinion, and of course, some good news to send you into Libra season. It's Friday, September 24th. I'm Jacoby Cochran, and this is CityCast Chicago. a lot but because i started working in music i had to i had to learn how to stop <laughs> because i would get i get really passionate and you know i already talk a lot with my hands so when i talk to people on the street i'll curse and i'm like is this appropriate i'm like whatever <laughs> what of course you're in like public television like yes. you wouldn't expect it that is so funny <laughs> WBEZ's Araceli Gomez Aldana and WTTW's Joanna Hernandez. Welcome to CityCast Chicago. Thank you so much. So happy to be here. Thanks for having us. Before we jump into this week's news, uh, I wanted to start by asking you all how you feeling about the only season in Chicago that seems to start on time every single year, right? We have entered in protect your hoodie, get your turtleneck out season. Uh, Joanna, I'm going to start with you. How you feeling with fall coming up? I'm happy for it. I just moved back about three months ago. So I just enjoyed some of the summer here and I can't wait to just enjoy the fall. It's beautiful. I love to see the leaves. I get to see, I have a window and I get to just see the trees and the colors changing. So I'm all for it. And I was able to take, I take out my whole collection of turtlenecks. So I'm, I'm happy about it. I'm ready. <laughs> Araceli, the, the sun has decided to tuck behind the clouds. The wind is picking up. And anybody who's decided to try to run or bike on the beach has gotten a rude awakening this week. How you feeling about fall emerging? Oh, that is so true. Well, this is going to be one of my moments of joy because I I loved the sunset and all of the focus on the sky this week. We I'll talk yeah. about it in depth a little bit later, but... I mean, it was instant. It was like a light switch. It was instant. Yeah, I'm not even going to lie. As cliche as it may sound, I was out there yesterday with my camera trying to line up the sun and what Mm -hmm. really kind of peed me off. So I took about 30 photos. And I'm talking sun smack dab in the middle uh, of Randolph. Memory car wasn't in it. So I didn't save a single one of those photos from yesterday and i had the stankiest face on i was so in my feelings i just i couldn't i couldn't believe that it was sitting in my pocket the whole time and i just i missed all of those images but you technically didn't didn't miss it though you you took it all in oh oh, i experienced it it. i experienced it you experienced the moment just unfortunately you don't have the pictures to share it hey actually thank you for checking me on that so, Araceli, I'm going to start with you. And what was that story that you couldn't turn away from this week? Oh, it's a sad one, Jacoby. Um, and really having to write that headline about 15-year-old Jamari Williams dying, um, being shot, killed just moments after school release at Simeon Career Academy High School. And, you know, and then to learn that there was another shooting um, later that afternoon, and that was another 15-year-old. And I want to say these Two boys. They're boys. I think we always forget how young um, some of these shooting victims are. And that was Kentrell McNeil. He was 15 years old, also 
shot and killed. And it's one of those where the news happened, we cover it, we talk about it, but it doesn't feel like it's enough. I live on 51st and Dorchester, three blocks away from the McDonald's on Lake Park, where Kentrell McNeil uh, was gunned down earlier this week. And I I went out for a walk like I tend to do yesterday, and this older black woman stopped me on the street, and she was just like, she just stopped me, and she was just like, hey, young man, like, be safe today. There was another shooting over on Harper, and I just, I just want you to be safe, okay? And it immediately stopped me in my tracks, and... It's heartbreaking and to see how many kids under 18 have not only been shot but killed this year, it uh, unfortunately, it, it feels like every day. Joanne, I, I know this story came across, across you as well. For these neighborhoods, sometimes a lot of them, they're, sadly, some of them are just so used to it. And then at the same, I've talked to so many people on the street and it's like, yes, another shooting here. It's almost like normal. Like, yeah, there was a shooting here. Two days ago, there was a shooting over there. But the way they talk about it sometimes, it's like it's so normal, which is sad. I, I want to mention that Kentrell was a member of Good Kids Mad City who've been fighting for years to get more resources for, for things like their Peace Book Ordinance, for, for community intervention programs, which they feel can really get at the root of some of these issues. But all of us know that these are deep systemic issues and we can't just write these headlines, slap a, a quick categorization on them and move forward. We we really have to find ways to keep doing better. And and one of the things, Jacoby, when you asked, you know, is this something that needs more attention or, or are we, you know, we can't stop talking about it. When some of these situations happen in other states, in other parts of the country, it is all pray for the city, pray for the city. You know, I don't see a lot of pray for Chicago in, in situations like this. And, you know, one shooting kind of doesn't seem to make a difference in the long run. So that's the things that I reflect on as the reporter. People don't rush to wrap their arms around Chicago. They they, they point at us, they blame us, or they, or they turn up their noses if this is uh, what we ask for or, or what we expect for our city. Um, and it couldn't be further from the truth. Um, Joanna, what was the story that you were focused on this week? I spent a lot of time in Little Village. There's this big controversy. There's a big uh, discount plaza that's been there for decades, for more than 30 years. It's been sold to Novak Construction, which is a huge company, and they're known for turning places into Targets and Costco's and things like that. Um, and, uh, you know, the vendors have been there for 30 years and there's been some back and forth because they have no idea if they're going to, if they're going to get kicked out or not. Um, and there's rumors that that plaza that's been there for decades, which has had vendors who've been immigrants from Mexico or from all over the place who've been working there for decades. They just, they have no idea what's going on. So I've been trying to focus on trying to find answers from the company and, and they're, they're not talking to anyone. The vendors are upset. You know, they're upset that that they had no idea that the plaza was going to get sold in the first place. It kind of just happened. Um, and they're upset because they feel that they should have given they should have gotten a chance to buy the plaza themselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we were down in Little Village earlier this year and I had some, took some time to walk around and just learning about how active that that sort of business corridor is, how many small businesses are out there, how many local vendors are out there. And with over 84 percent of the neighborhood being Latino, Hispanic, Araceli. Have you heard about fears of displacement as these larger corporations are moving into the neighborhood? 
I really have. And growing up for generations, people, it's always like, hey, do you need this quinceanera dress? Do you need this one thing that you can't get anywhere else because you would have to go to Mexico to go get it? You go there, right? And it's it's just been this staple. It's been this resource for so many people, so many generations in, in Chicago. So, Araceli, I'm going to come back to you. Was there a story this week that you deserve, thought deserved so much more attention than it got? This one's kind of one that I just identified with. Uh, one of my colleagues um, at WBEZ, Adriana Cardona Magiga, did the story. She covers schools. And she, th- she did the story about, you know, Chicago teens kind of speaking up against dress codes and calling dress codes in schools sexist. And this is coming, of course, out of the pandemic. So people are back in school and they have to get their outfits ready. You know how important all that was, right? Growing up in high school, I was constantly fighting the dress code, constantly in the principal's office about it. And it's one of those things where I also think it, it has a little bit, maybe a lot to do with what's happening across the country. So if we see what's happening in Texas with some of the abortion laws and you know, women feeling that they're being policed constantly. And it's really great to kind of zoom in into a local high school here in Chicago and see how girls there, students there mostly speaking out against this and saying, why do I have to, you know, follow certain rules and others don't? I teach freshman public speaking. And so at some point or another, we're going to talk about what is considered sort of appropriate dress. And every time we get to this part of the conversation, I let my students know off the bat, I'm not here to recreate the sexist dress codes that we are taught over and over when it comes to what should a person be wearing? How should they look? How should they present themselves? Again, when, we, when we're talking about these dress codes, we definitely need to be having conversations with students about ultimately dress is one of the ways we express our identity. Um, I remember when I was in school, I didn't I didn't have a great wardrobe in high school because I didn't have the means to have it. And so our fashion choices are, are off. They're very much wrapped up in our identity. And we should be having not necessarily complicated, but we need to be listening more to kids because often when we don't, what these dress codes ultimately end up doing is stigmatizing young black and brown boys, silencing queer uh, community members, telling them not to express their identity. Uh, and then ultimately it falls on the back of young women who we're telling to dress a certain way. You know, my brother just started high school. He uh, went, He's going to shy arts. And I give it to them because they don't really have a dress code. They can dress however they want. And it's it's insane for me to see. It's cool because, again, like I'm not used to it. You know, I remember being in high school and them telling us, you can't wear this. You can't wear that. And I go pick him up and everyone's wearing whatever they want to wear. They have heels. They have, you know, their their belly showing like it's it's great to see that the school is allowing them to express themselves the way that they want. Thank y'all so much for, for diving into that. Joanne, I'm going to stick with you. Was there a story that deserved a little more hype this week? So I didn't know this, but uh, Navy Pier, I, they've been going through this huge uh, redevelopment and trying to change it up. Um, the garden upstairs, I don't know if you've mm-hmm. ever been in the garden upstairs. With the Crystal Garden? The Crystal Gardens, yes. So it is going bye-bye. Um, they are transforming it into a 3D immersive uh, experience called uh, Safari. It's from a company called Luminarium. Um, so they're taking out all those beautiful plants. You know, for me, I had my Sweet 15 there. And for a lot of people, it's been a nice place to just go relax before you head out, you know, to do and go explore things Navy Pier. So you're pro Crystal Gardens. I, I imagine after having a childhood celebration there, it sounds like you 
you were on the side of it. You know, I was, you, <laughs> you know, I think the 3D experience is cool, but it's it's sad and it's kind of like I, I'm not sure to see a place like Crystal Gardens that's been there for nearly 20 years gone. Araceli, I'm gonna let you go because you work down. So there. Joanna's breaking news to me. I work, our station is at Navy Pier, and I have no idea. <laughs> I man. I, I was like, my eyes were like popping out when you said that. I'm like, what? Oh, man. That's what I mean. You see, there we go. This deserves more attention because people don't know about it. Um, but it's supposed to, the construction is supposed to start next year. We had a conversation about this earlier this week. We were talking about is Navy Pier really for the go? Is it really for folks from Chicago? And, you know, people, more times than not, people are going to say, no, it is a very touristy spot. I've been down there a couple more times over the last couple of weeks. But I had never been to the Crystal Gardens. I knew of it, but I had never actually gone in. And so while I was, it was like, oh no, this is gonna be sad. When I found out about the 3D space, I was like, I mean, that's kind of popping. Like, <laughs> that's kind of popping, y'all. Jacoby's gonna go. He's you know, go. it is cool. <laughs> I'm not fun. against it. I just, I'm just at the gardens can leave. You know, it's like you're you're going into Jurassic Park in there. I feel like. Um, because I didn't go to Navy Pier a lot, I didn't go downtown a lot as a kid. I still have a slight bit of twinkle in my eye for Navy Pier. Like it isn't it isn't exhausting to me. It isn't tiring to me. Like I said. They go get my coin. I, I, I'll say goodbye to the gardens. I I'll go we, say goodbye to it. I hope we get a discount. <laughs> I hope we get a discount at WBZ. You know that that's so funny. And like you said, you know, you you. I mean, I, it's so funny because I grew up going to Navy Pier, so I don't see it as a tourist attraction. Because honestly, that was a you know, my dad. That's the place that he would take us when we were kids. You know, that was you know, he might have migrated here from Mexico, and like that was a place that he liked going. And back then, it wasn't what it is now. It was not popping how it is now. You know, it was it was. It was still only a couple attractions there. That was so fun, both of those. Um, and it is a great natural segue into one of my favorite topics we do on the show, which is, uh, let me get my voice ready. <clears throat> Some good news to get the people through the weekend. I love to leave people with a moment of joy, either a story you saw that brought you some joy this week, some good news that's happening in your own life this forthcoming weekend, this past week. Um so, Araceli, I'm going to kick it back to you. You got some good news for the people. You know, my moment of joy was really just looking up at the sky this week. It was one of those, take it all in. You know, we started the week, we had a full moon. You could see Jupiter. I was out there trying to look at Jupiter, trying to look at, you know, all of these plant or, uh, planets. And then we had the, uh, obviously, fall equinox, the autumn equinox and, and Chicago Henge, all of these beautiful things that were happening, the sunset, I was taking pictures <laughs> on my phone. I don't have a fancy camera like Jacoby does, but what's the point if you ain't got no memory card in it though, Kobe, what's the fucking point? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I really enjoyed that. And then of course we went from, you know, summer to fall, just, just like that. And I really, I really enjoyed taking that time. Nobody is, is doing it quite like uh, Chicago, when that sky get to showing off, right? That sun sit perfectly on our east-west grid. Like, no, nobody's city looks that good. I agree. I work early mornings, especially on the weekends, and I used to work early mornings during the week. But I'm driving down Lakeshore Drive, and the sunrise and the way the sun hits the city, it's the lake. It's just, it's beautiful. And it's one of those things where, yeah, it's nice to just take it all in once in a while and and just enjoy. 
just enjoy it. I appreciate it. No, I appreciate it for sure. You know, being in New York, everyone was so, you know, diehard New Yorkers, you know, and every time that they would talk to me, they're like, oh, you're from Chicago. I'm like, yeah, from Chicago. Like, I love my city. You know, I'm passionate about my city. So I'm right by Lakeshore. So I love like driving down Lakeshore and just taking the time to just, once you're driving down Lakeshore, you kind of like you're driving down and then just imagine it. You're driving down, then you start seeing the the buildings come up, right? Like you kind of just start immersing the buildings and something about that just makes my heart so happy. You know, yesterday, um, you know, we're all human, right? We all get to feel certain ways. I went by the lake, by Montrose, just parked my car, ate my lunch there, watched the waves. You know, it was windy, so all the trees were just kind of going everywhere. And it was just so beautiful. My moment of joy is actually coming up. So one of the things that I do outside of the podcast is um, I've been able to host The Moth live in Chicago for the last two and a half again the pandemic make you add a year so it'll it'll be now like three years and on monday the moth is back at lincoln hall uh up in lp and y'all i'm so excited to get back on that stage like that for me as a performer it is not the audience it is not the like the applause it's not even the microphone for me it is those 20 seconds standing behind the curtain as you know, you're being introduced and like processing the amount of like nerves, anxiety, the like terrible back sweat, like the the arrogance of I know I'm about to rock this shit, the the uncertainty of like what I'm about to listen to, whose story am I gonna get to hear? I have missed that moment because the pandemic has taught me it is those 20 seconds are probably some of the most present, most alive moments I feel like in my life. That adrenaline rush. There's no business like show business. Mm-hmm. You know, right before they the, the camera come on and you got to go live on TV, just those seconds when it's all happening. And both of y'all get it. That's amazing, man. I hope you have a great time. I hope, you know, that's it, it all turns out great, which it, which it will, because I can't even imagine how much you missed it. So that's awesome. Good for you. That's going to that's gonna be great. Joanna, let's go see Jacoby. I know, right? I'm like, <laughs> I want to go. If you've never been to The Moth, it's live storytelling. We listen to 10 storytellers who put their own name in the hat. We pick at random. And the theme, I believe, is gathering or gathering places. And you got you got that perfect voice as well. You know, I, so it's going to be I great. I appreciate you. Joanna Hernandez from WTTW and Araceli Gomez Aldana from WBEZ. Thank y'all so much for joining CityCast Chicago today to shoot the shit with your boy. It has been uh, an amazing experience. I'm I'm so glad I got to meet you both. I'm very excited. I got to be on here and tell, have a good conversation. Yeah. To the next. <laughs> yeah, for sure. We we will do this again. All this talk about fall weather, beautiful skies, got me thinking what my team is up to on this first weekend of autumn. Lead producer Carrie Shepard, what you getting into? I'm breaking my no brunch rule to celebrate the birthday of my very dear friend, Alyssa, whom I've been friends with for 25 years. Producer Simone Alisea, what's on your calendar? So I don't really have weekend plans, but my goal is to clean my apartment and go outside. And newsletter writer Sydney Madden, let me know what you got going on. I'm going to the Illinois-Purdue game in West Lafayette, and maybe, just maybe, the line I will actually win. I'm headed to the Midnight Circus tomorrow afternoon at Lakeshore Park. It's this open-air acrobatic show. They're going to be in Humboldt Park next weekend, so check them out. 
We want to hear what you got planned for this weekend, so reach out to us on Twitter and Instagram at CityCast Chicago. I got to give a huge thank you to Sam Trump and Mark Greenberg from the Mayfair Workshop for all of our amazing music. And thank you for another week of riding with us. Uh, We'll be back in your ears on Monday. Until then, peace. Welcome back, baloney. Jacoby, you had us laughing. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Ha, 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 ha.